scheme to hide. Okay. Seek to hide. What's the lesson, big idea with I will seek the Lord and find refuge in his presence? What would you get from that subject? idea students what do he mean by finding refuge finding a hiding place finding safety safety from what evil of the world what about danger what about trouble Hey man, you know, we, 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 we have to kind of put a pencil to what we're talking about because evil is a, a wide, could be a wide variety of things. But in your case, you are looking for God to shelter you from danger or shelter you from trouble. Uh, I, I, I heard in one of the lessons that... Uh, they say that trouble uh, mostly comes from sin. Not necessarily. Trouble comes to all that is in this world. Even Paul said, I'm troubled on every side. Yeah. Amen. It wasn't because of Paul's sinning, but guess what? It's because of God's goodness and his mercy and that Paul was following after the righteousness of God which brings about trouble. Amen. Now, he said, one thing I have desired of the Lord that would I seek after. So I have a question. What is your one thing that you've been desiring of the Lord? But we're going to stick with what David said. One thing I desire. I need one thing you desire of the Lord. Salvation. Salvation. That's all the desires I have? Huh? When you said dwell in his house forever, what actually did you mean? Dwell within him? So therefore you would typify as being in his presence. Now when you want to be in the presence of God forever, now you know you have to always Keep a check on yourself. Because if you don't keep a check on yourself, you cannot dwell in his presence. You see what I mean? See, we can't always want God to do something and we do nothing. So you have to put yourself in check in order to dwell in his presence. Did that make sense? So 
David understood this. David understood that uh, if I don't dwell in the presence of God, guess what? I am going to be in more trouble than I can get myself out of. Did that make sense? Amen. Because trouble surrounds us all. But it's who that we put our trust in that whether or not we can, uh, subst that they can sustain us or keep us in the midst of trouble. Guess what? Storms is going to brew. And guess what? And you're going to be in the storm. Just like the whole world going to be in the storm. But it's who put their trust in God, those that will weather the storm. Amen. When a tornado comes, it don't pick and choose who it want to hit. It comes and it comes to wipe out whoever. It is God that chooses to save you in the storm. Y'all get it? So it's not the storm, it's the God of the storm that you got to be able to depend on. Amen. So, one thing I desired of the Lord, David said, that I will seek after. Hmm. What does that mean? I seek after. Look for. How we gonna look? You gonna search the scripture? Mm-hmm. Huh? You have, you, you, now, now, now you got to be careful about what all you said now. When you said lifestyle, what do that mean? You got to live according to what God has said. And guess what? Lifestyle also means you got to put yourself in check. Lifestyle, most of the time, we think we got to put everybody else in check. But you got to put yourself in check. If you don't put yourself in check, then you ain't living the lifestyle that is required to be... You gotta, we got to live a lifestyle that is suitable to be in the presence of God. Amen. It's not all God's job, but guess what? You got to play a part in it too. God going God to correct how you live. You got to correct how you live before God. Oh, y'all didn't get that one, did you? God going to correct how you live, but then you got to correct how you live before him. Because that's what's going to bring you into his presence. Dwelling in the house of the Lord is not just at church. Dwelling in the presence of the Lord is 24, 7, 7 days a week. Come on, somebody. Even in time that you don't feel it, you got to know that he's there. When you don't feel him, then that's the time that you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Come on now. When you feeling the time of frustration, instead of bending out, then guess what? You call on the Lord. And then when the calmness of God come upon you, then guess what? You know that you are in his presence. You know that the Holy Ghost is at work. Amen. So, trouble going to come. 
When trouble comes, you got to be able to hide in God's provision. What does God's provision mean? Students? Church? Anybody else? Provision. I'm going to take you to the natural sense so you can get the understanding. When you go, when we get ready to have an outing, and we call over here at Burns Park, what do we ask them for? So we get a what? We want a covering. We want a shelter. We, when, we want to, when we get in trouble, when trouble comes, we want to run to God where he can cover us. He can shelter us from the storm. Whenever a storm comes and it begins to rain, the first thing you want to do is run under some cover so that you don't get wet. So guess what? So we got to learn how to be in God's presence so when that time do come, God ain't hard to find. When that time do come, God don't have a problem in covering you. When that time do come, God don't have a problem with sheltering you. Amen. But see, when we don't want to live like what God wants us to live like, then guess what? That provision gets narrow. That shelter gets far from us. Y'all hear it? Dwelling in the house of the Lord is to be in the presence of the Lord until the day he come or the day you leave. Amen. So then when he said, uh, the Lord is the strength of my life. Oh, boy. What do you think he, David meant when, uh, we're going to go to you. What do you mean when you said the Lord is the strength of your life? When you're weak. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Strength of your life is the power of God. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. God is the strength of your life. God is your stronghold. Uh, God is the very 
strength in your life because you couldn't do it on your own strength. You had to have the strength of God to make it through. When you seem like it's hard for you to go on, and then when you make it to the other side, you know it was not you, but it was God that was carrying you. Because in our own strength, guess what? You through the whole life, your whole cycle of life, your strength have always failed you. Whatever you tried to do, it always failed you. However you tried to hold yourself together, you always fail until you came to know God. And then God started working not on your strength, but God started strengthening your weaknesses. Did y'all hear that one? He didn't work on your strength. He started working on your weaknesses that you could be strong. Did that help you, Lamont? I am the, you got to realize Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. So guess what? All of our life, we were walking in darkness. So we didn't even know what strength was. Because guess what? We was in darkness until Jesus became the, our light. And when he came our light, then guess what? We start walking by his strength. Amen. So guess what? When it come down to time that we begin to make these errors and keep walking in our own ways, it's not God's fault. It is the weakness in us that we went back to. Amen. Don't make no difference how many excuses we make for it. It still belongs to us. Amen. Because God clearly gave us a way out. Amen. He opened the door and he gave us a way out. If we turn around and went back and opened that door, it's clearly on us. And God ain't got nothing to do with it. That was what you chose to do. That was your Adamite nature that chose to go back. And we all got that. Come on, somebody. So don't think you can go back at any time now. Amen. So all, and what you're saying, always depend on the arm of the Lord. Because the moment that you start depending on yours, you finna mess up. We have to keep our hearts close and tight and hiding our sin and keeping it in, we will not only harbor that dark side of us, but we will also shut out the light of God. Good God Almighty. You try to hold that mess in and keep it and, and, and stack it back in your closet, guess what? And you're going to shut the light out. When you close the closet, the first thing you do, you turn the light off, don't you? And everything in that closet is in the dark. And you got it, and you keeping it. You got so much stuff in your closet right now that you done shut up in your closet. You trying to keep it till you trim down again, and trimming ain't coming. Ain't we got some of that stuff, Lamont? Huh? I got some of it. It looks so pretty. I'm gonna 
push this hill further back in the corner of the closet. Because one day I'm going to get back in it. The month that one day ain't came yet. The further I look for that one day, the wider I get. You too. So guess what? That typifies that when we try to hide sin in our closets of life, we try to keep it in the darkness. Guess what? You need to bring that sin to the forefront. Say, God, I don't want to wear this no more. It, 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 it might have felt good at the time, God, but it didn't do me no good. So, Lord, I, I, I need to get out into a new size. I need to get into a new ball, not an old baller. You can't put new wine in an old bottle. You're going to have to put that new wine in a new bottle. So God clothed me with your righteousness so that I don't have to live in the sin in my closet. Did that make sense? Well, strengthen my life. Just look at David. But David said, the Lord is the strength of my life. David was a young man. Not to say that David didn't have physical strength, because at some point, he had to have physical strength. But David wasn't depending on his physical strength. He was depending on the strength of God. Because God was the strength of his life. Everything that David did, every situation that he encountered, every danger that he approached, he approached it in the name of the Lord. When he killed the bear, when he came to get the sheep out of the fold, he killed him in the name of the Lord. He said that God gave me strength to smite the bear. He gave me strength to take the sheep out of the lion's mouth and told Goliath he going to do the same thing with you. This now we're talking about a young boy that is approaching a nine foot giant. How many giants you done gave let uh, them gave victory in your life that you gave over to because they was too big for you? Huh? That it was too tough for you to 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 get victorious over. Oh, there has been some giants in our life now. Come on, somebody. And sometimes now we're still fighting some giants. Come on now. But we keep giving them victory over us. Now, here this boy was with God being his strength. And he had to go and face this nine-foot giant. His mindset when he went into the battle was that he going to win. <laughs> a lot of times we go into our battles with a defeated mind. He went into this battle even though if he was an average-sized man, say average-sized man six foot tall. This giant was three foot more taller than he was. 
So guess what? He could have easily been in his flesh and went in there with a mindset that, oh, I don't know how I'm going to hold this thing. Too big for me. But guess what? David went in there with the mindset he's not too big for my God. He ain't no stronger than the bear wall. He ain't got no more teeth than the lion had. And what I did to them, I'm going to do to him. Wow. You know what? And you can typify, God stood up and said, wow. Look at my product. What is God saying about the product that he done put in you? God looking at David said, hmm, look what I built in that young man. Now, and when you look at it now, this nine-foot giant, it says something about uh, Goliath's sword. In reality, Goliath's sword weighed 15 pounds. Have you ever tried to swing something with one arm with, that weighed 15 pounds? Pretty tough. Most of the things that weigh 15 to 20 pounds, you got to pick them up with both hands. I know I do. <laughs> huh? Especially if you're talking about swinging it over your head. Amen. Amen. I can see me and Lamont now all oh, my back. Oh, shouldn't have done that. Come on now. So, God gave this boy strength to take this nine foot giant sword and cut his head off. Wow. It wasn't his physical strength, but it was the power of God that rested on him. We can do a lot of things better than what we do if we depend on the strength of God. If we determine that God is my strength and my life, huh? My salvation. You got to say these things with conviction. You got to say these things in your heart. God is my light. Huh? And he's my salvation. You know what he's saying? David's saying, I can't go till he get ready for me to go. Regardless of what I face, I still can't leave here till God said it's time, David. The same thing that he spoke to David, he speak to us today. You can't leave here till God said, it's time for you to go. So until God says it's time for you to go, get busy in the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, when we look at David's boldness, and then I'm going to move on. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Fear comes in and it grabs a part of each and every one in here based on the situation and the circumstances. Am I right about that? Why you say that? You might not have fear in your heart from another human being or another person. But Lord have mercy. All it takes 
because you don't you want to get this little old mud off of you. But there was a certain amount of fear that built up in you, which is natural. You may think that you're the strongest and, and can withstand anything that come your way. But let the doctor give you some bad news. All of your strength go out the window. And who's the first one you call on? Lord, help me. Amen. So then you find out that your strength wasn't no good. You found out then that your strength wasn't as strong as you thought it was. Because now you done got down to the point that now I got to depend on the strength of the Lord. God, I need you to come in and do something for me. Come on now. I ain't telling you something that I read. Telling you what I experienced. Come on now. Wasn't nothing worse than the doctor calling me on the telephone and saying, you got cancer. My heart dropped out. Even though I had my wife and my girls around me, that wasn't enough. I needed me some Jesus. I needed God to come in and do something. And guess what? I am here today because God came in and did something. And not only that, it was God that told me it was there. It wasn't a doctor that told me it was there. It was God that told me it was there. And when I went to the doctor, the doctor said, what are you here for? What's wrong? I told him, and he checked my PSA. He said, it's a little high, high, but I don't think it's nothing to worry about. Amen. But God said it was there. I went to the urology. They couldn't find nothing. But God said it was there. They said, we can't find it. We don't see nothing. What was their reason for sending you there? I said, because there's a problem in my body that God said is there. What they do, they did a, a scan and, and then they went in and what was that, sweetheart? They went in and, and, and uh, when they go in and find something, they, they biopsy. They went in and they found something and did a biopsy. And that's where it was hidden that even they couldn't see it. But guess what? Out of all technology, now you need to understand that. Out of all technology, they could not see it, but God saw it from the beginning. And because God saw it from the beginning, God caused that to be healed. Wow. Almost going on 20 years now. Come on, somebody. Amen. For God to know a thing is for God to do a thing. 
I get, I gladly go back every six months for them to tell me you can go to the next six months. I gladly go back. Amen. To get the good report. Amen. But I don't base it on their report. I base it on the report of the Lord that the Lord is my strength. Because it could not have been caught in time if it had not been for God. Amen. So, how many times have God turned a negative situation into a positive outcome in your life? Well, that's a broad statement, sister. Give me one. You talking about a whole lot, you'd be here till tomorrow then. Brought you out. Brought you out of what? Oh, now we're getting down to it. Amen. Anybody else that God brought them out of? Poor Margaret and Lion. Brought you out of the world. Now all them things that y'all just named, you know you can all easily go back to them. Amen. 
So, that one thing that I will seek after, I will ponder after, I will go on a search for, I will be diligently looking for God, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, beholding the beauty and inquiring in his temple. Now, you got to go from the natural to the spiritual. We come to the natural house, but guess what? We seek spiritual counseling when we get in the house of God. Did that make sense? Now that you speak, you seek spiritual counseling when you get in the house of God. Now, guess what? This strip is going to flip it on you now. Now you came to his house, but now you're supposed to be his temple. Guess what? We mess up there. We mess up the temple of God. When we go back to what we used to do, we mess up the temple of God. When we refuse to come to the house of God to get counseling from God, we don't know how to act in the temple. <coughs> so what we do? We defile the temple. So guess what? When you defile the temple, how can we step in the presence of God? You can't. You may fake it, but you can't. So you got to watch how you handle the temple. Because it is what brings you into the presence of God. Amen. Then that's when you can behold the beauty of the Lord. Oh, that's when the, uh, uh, the beauty of the Lord is with. The, the glory of God comes in and, and the glory of God begins to bathe you. And the glory of God begins to anoint you. And the presence of God begins to run all through you. Then you know, oh, wow. In the presence of God, beholding his glory. Amen. Now you have become the glory of God. What are you going to do with his glory? How are you going to present his glory back to him? Hmm. We got a lot of things to think about then, though. Amen. So David said, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm going to come and feast with the Lord. You should come to feast of the Lord every time you enter into the house of God to eat from the Lord's table. When you come to the house of God, you come to eat. When you eat, what do it cause you to do? Cause you to grow and be what? Strong. Amen. So guess what? If you don't eat, then what happens? You get weak and you got a what? You malnutrition. You starving. You, it's a shame if you come to the house of God and yet starve. 
When you came to the house of God, God was prepared a table before you. For you to dine with him, but yet still, you don't eat, you don't listen, you don't adhere to what's being said. You go back out the door with a starvation mind. And a spirit that is dying from malnutrition. And guess what? The devil knows this. So yo, 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 going to church don't mean nothing to him. He knows that. He knows that if you go in now and if you don't eat the anointed word of God, if you don't eat from the God's table, he knows that when you come out of there, you still gonna be starving. And you're going to run, guess what, right back to him. Because guess what, now since you won't eat your food, what's the first thing when you don't, when you don't eat regular food, what happens? Uh, you start looking for some what? Some junk food. You start looking for something sweet. And he's standing out there with a lollipop waiting on you. something for you. Here, take this lollipop. Amen. So, but today by the Spirit, we have the incredible opportunity to be the temple of God. It's an opportunity. It is not just an opportunity. It is a great opportunity to be the temple of the Lord. You waste a valuable opportunity when you won't allow God to make you his dwelling place. Wow. How often have we failed at that? When the Bible says, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not, not your who? So you don't belong to yourself when you become the temple of God. So when we become the temple of God, then we don't belong to ourselves. So therefore, we supposed to do the order of the temple. Amen. And the order of the temple that God said, be ye holy for I am. Amen. Amen. Obey my word. We can't continue to walk in his presence if we don't obey his word. And since we have become the temple of God, we must watch how and what we do with the temple of God. Amen. Oh, it's tough. The watch is tough. Amen. You got the, the watch means you gotta be aware at all times. The watch means that you just can't go to sleep at any given time in your spirit. Because if you don't watch you, who gonna watch you? 
He had already gave you the power by giving you the Holy Ghost. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has came upon you. So you better allow the Holy Ghost to be a watchman of your soul. Amen. It's a soul thing, y'all. Amen. It's a soul thing. Well, seeking uh, I have to move on a minute. Uh, time is catching up with me. Amen. So I'm on. We talked about fear in your life, right? What about how often do you lean on your own strength than relying on God? You're right, more than we should. Amen. How often have you tried to get it done, and then when it failed, <laughs> then you ran to God? Would it not, would it not been better if we had to use some Holy Ghost wisdom and went to God first? same sinners that we going to get for disobedience. Amen. Uh, some things God say in his word so that they can stick with you. Because see a lot of things that God say in his word is, is smooth and nice and you, you brush it off. But it stick with you when God calls you a witch. Yeah, I'll show up. I'll show out from the club. 
harsh words to get our very attention as to where we are in his sight. It's all about how you look in the sight of God. It's all about how well you seek God. Some folks we say we seek God, but do we actually seek him? Do we actually try to find him in his word? Do we allow his word to lead us to another word, to another word, to another word, till we come to the presence of the Holy Spirit? to believe it. That's if you want to come out. Amen. So are you seeking counsel from God? Or are you still running to folks? You know, that's, that's, that's one of the bad things about saints of God. We'll run to folks before we run to God. Amen. So when you run the folks, they give you folks' opinion. Because they can't give you God's opinion. Come on now. Only opinion you can get from God is God's own opinion. So while you saying, I seek the Lord, are you praying long enough to hear? Are you throwing up a few words and then calling, amen, I'm through? And you think you expect God to accept that? You know? Sometimes your seeking God going to cause you to go into a fit rage. Did, did that kind of make sense to you? Amen. It's going to cause you to go into a fit rage in your prayer. And guess what? You're going to start telling God so much stuff that you wasn't intending on telling God until you, guess what? You're going to pour out your heart when you seek God. When you're seeking God, you ain't going to make excuses for all the wrong you've been doing, all the wrong you've been in. You're going to be trying to get God to clean you up. Amen. That's Because right. now you're going to realize that I am not in the presence of God and where I stand at at this moment will send me to hell. When we seek God, we seek God because it's vital. Right? What would you call vital? Important. Urgency. I ain't heard nothing you. I hear somebody else. Necessary. Anybody else? What about essential? It's essential. It is absolutely necessary. Amen. And when you do it, you got to look at it like this too. It's crucial. Wow, it's crucial that I find God. 
This is not a movie strip. This is a reality. Amen. So, and, and when you're seeking God, you got to seek God with full of energy. God ain't listening to your lazy prayers. It's got to be full of sincerity and energy. You got to be that energized bunny. Huh? You got, you know what that energy means? You got to wake up the Holy Ghost in you. A lot of us be praying and the Holy Ghost still be sleeping in us. The Holy Ghost is going to be your means. Of getting a hold through to God. He going to be your means of an intervention between you and God. The Holy Ghost is going to go. You're going to say one thing. But the Holy Ghost is going to tell God the real deal. They're saying this God. But this is what they need. Amen. I, 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 I'm standing in the gap for God. I'm telling you, Lord, what they really need. This is what they're saying. But, Lord, this is what they really need. Help me what they need. Yeah. And God said he would supply all that I need. See, you thought it was about your beans and cornbread and your chicken wings and your pig feet. But your needs go far more than your natural food. God said he will supply your every need. And the biggest need that we got is our spiritual need to save 
is going back to the dust of where it came from. One day, we all going to be in a box. What's going to happen after that day is what your biggest concern has got to be about. Lord, what's going to happen to me when I leave the face of the earth? Where will I stand with you? Will I be able to come into your, uh oh, that, that present deals again. Will I be able to come into your presence? Amen. Amen. Will I be able to meet the qualification of the resurrection on that day? Not shucking and jiving, you won't. Not hitting and missing, we won't. Remember, God got a standard. Am I meeting the standard of God? Something to think about, ain't it? Uh, just, just trying to keep it as real as I possibly can. I got a few minutes, and then I'm going to call it quits. Uh, I, I can call Sister Bean back up here and give y'all this part that she gave y'all. Amen. I liked it. I liked it. In the time of trouble. Wow. Somebody ought to say trouble coming. He shall hide me. Now, David made that thing personal. Did he not? That he said, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in what? His provision. Wow. He shall hide me in his secret place. He shall shelter me. He shall place his tent over me. And then he going to make my footing stable by putting me up on a rock. I'm going to be stable. Come on, somebody. I ain't going to be wishy-washy. I ain't going to be saved today and not saved tomorrow. Huh? I ain't going to be under his covering and sticking out my big toe. This is it going to get wet. No, it ain't going to get wet. It's going to get chopped off. Amen. So, we all run into a place of trouble. David, David ran into a place of trouble. Folks was sorting the killing. You ain't seen trouble until your own children start trying to hunt you down to take your life. When God gives you something, I need you to know that when God gives you something, it brings trouble. Amen. Amen. 
means God tells you all the time, I will be with you. You're going to have oppositions when God moves in your life. You got to change your mindset. God said he was going to do this thing, and I'm going to depend on God to do this thing. I don't care, come hell or high water, I'm going to do what God said he want me to do. Therefore, trouble coming your way. Amen. Hmm. That's something. When he said he was going to sit you on a high up on a rock. And shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. So you can't escape trouble. Guess what? Because guess what? Your enemies still exist. And they're going to be surrounding you just like they were surrounding David. Amen. But David's confidence was in the God that had been with him from his childhood. Oh, how long your confidence is going to be in God? Until the battle gets real hard. Until it gets real hot. You know, sometimes when the battle gets real hot, that's when we lose our confidence. That's when we really stop depending on God because guess what? We want God to show up right then. But guess what? God is always a God that is on time. And God is going to move at his timing. I, 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 I like what Sister Bean said when she said, wait. We got a problem with wait. Huh? Waiting on the Lord is going to mean that, guess what? What do it mean for you to wait on the Lord? Be patient. Endure. Huh? What else? Be still. Relax. <laughs> God got this thing. He told me to wait on him, and I can't wait on nobody better. You got to have a mindset. If I'm waiting on God, God told me to wait on him. He's going to do something. Why can't we think about positive waiting on God? If God told me to wait on him, God's going to show out. Yeah. I'm going to get me a green side seat. Huh? Hey, Tina, I'm going to get me a bag of popcorn. I'm going to get me a green side seat because God's going to put on a show. You having a problem waiting through intermission time. Intermission, come on. I'm tired of these old dogs on commercial. Right in the middle when the picture was getting good. Here come a commercial. Good thing that good thing that they just only have fast speed on recording. Because if they didn't have, if they had fast speed on all 